This was almost the perfect week, Mike. Six out of seven Italian teams won in Europe, which is a rare occurrence. Mm. And the one team that had the easiest route, the easiest path forward in the Champions League is the one that became officially eliminated in Juventus. Was this close? It was this close, <laughs> literally. This close? I mean, six out of seven, dude. Yeah, oh, that close. Yeah, I'm, I no, thought you I meant, meant Juventus were this close to getting to the next round. Oh, I was no. going to say they're, no, they're, they're a little, a little bit yeah, they need further a, they need than that. that. Guys, uh, welcome back gosh. to our, our podcast. Uh, you know, we like to recap all the Italian teams in Europe. Hard to get all the guys together to do a podcast. So Michael and I are going to run through. Mike, why don't we start with with Juventus oh, in this. Oh, damn, already? Yeah, I'm let's, let's just go. Let's take the pressing story yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, 4-3. They lost to Benfica, mm. but in a match that there was no way it was ever going to happen. They needed to win to even have any bit of life, but even even if they did win this game and the game against PSG, they needed Maccabi to at least get a draw in one of the games. They do not deserve to go forward in the Champions League. They might not even go forward in the Europa League because Maccabi could actually top them and finish yeah. in third place. How do you reflect on this Juventus where from the first minute they did not seem like the team that knew that they were fighting with their back against the wall? I mean, this was very disappointing, especially because Juventus needed a win and they had like revenge. They needed to take revenge on Benfica who beat them in Torino and you expected them to breathe fire and it did not look like that at all. There was no urgency. But funny enough, even though Benfica could have won by, could have been 7-0, Juventus ended up coming back from the missed chance from Benfica and, and almost ended up tying it. But that's besides the point. Juve just, they honestly just did not deserve to go through. They weren't hungry. The players that they brought off off, off the bench looked even hungrier and better uh, than the it's rest the of the team. only bright spot were the literally, young kids. Sule, uh, Junior Ealing, yeah. I mean, he's a beast. come on. These, these, I actually like to see kids that fight. And I don't want it to be like a cop-out where Allegri just throws in the guys just to, you know, try to win over some sympathy. Mm -hmm. But for me, they were players that were fighting for, for the badge and yeah. fighting for the logo. And they seem like they have some talent. And for me, when they played that PSG match, I don't care about Europa League, whatever. Maybe financially for the club, it's that important. I want the young kids to play. And it's not even just because I don't care because the Champions League is already out. Also, I think that they have a better shot at actually doing something than anything I else. Agree. And I'd rather give them the experience and give the guys who lost four to five games in uh, in the Champions League, which is the first time for Juventus. I mean, it is a disgrace all around. I I saw some people say that uh, this it was a tough group. This is, I don't care that it's PSG. I don't care that Benfica did well. This was a group that if you are Juventus, the amount of money that you spend, the expectations of the club, whatever your form is, you have to at least pass through to the next round. There's zero excuse. And some of our Italian teams got out of much tougher groups because they have a system and they have a style. Uh, Juventus do not. And they deservedly go out of the Champions League. The worst part, I think, is like... Guys, a little break from the podcast from our sponsor, OneFootball. We hope you guys picked up the Strikers pack that just ended, actually. If you didn't get your hands on it, you're missing out. Because there's some amazing, amazing goals from some amazing players from the 90s. But still back to current Serie A, right, mm -hmm. Marco? Yes. What do we got from there? Guys, be ready. Get your hands on this. One football is sponsoring us. The link is at the top of the description. Check it this out. This week, if I said I am in charge... And you could choose anyone to own. Is there a goal, a moment, a skill, anything? Because we know it, could, it doesn't just have to be a goal, but we love goals around here. Is there one? We do. And I was watching the Milan-Monza game very closely, Marco. And Brahim Diaz lit it Ooh. up that time. He scored Wait, an incredible goal. goal. 
Which one? Which goal? Which one? There he, was scored, two. he scored two beautiful. One was better than the other. But one, man, he ran this whole field, took on all the opponents, First one. ended up finishing it beautifully. Was that Maradona that's or want. was that Brian that, Diaz? Bro, that's what it looked like. It looked like it was Messi switching back out. to 20 years before. He looked so good. Telling CDK, he was like, yo, I'm starting here now. So if I, when I check the pack, I definitely want to see that goal. I'll Wait be happy a second. with it. Did you choose him? For the goal, or did you choose him because Antonio said you look like Brahim Diaz? Oh, I don't know why he said that. He said I said that I Guys, look like him. This guy's making stuff up. Antonio said that Mike was like, I look like Brahim Diaz. Maybe I play like him. Then then I can understand, but look height. like him. Yeah, I got his height, bro. Guys, comments, comments below. Yeah, but you're not you're not the <laughs> one of that Mike. Comment below. Does Mike look like Brahim Diaz? I don't think Mike is so. apparently begging to look like him. This is according to Antonio. Uh, and so Antonio, we don't know. Antonio's drinking too much. I'm gonna tell you one that for me was even better for the significance of this goal, and it's Osiman. Osiman's goal against Roma, the game winner, the curler, the angle, the moment, the fact that he had been doing uh you know poor before he missed the one-on-one chance. He had this one slight opportunity against Chris Smalling, who had been really good even all season. And he scores a goal to make Napoli win and to cement their place at the top of the table. You go and win a Scudetto for moments like these. These are the ones that you'll remember and look back and say, wow, that was so important against a tough Roma side. I would love to own that Osimhen moment. Just because when Napoli go on to win the Scudetto, I'll have it in my collection. Maybe we can trade for Hopefully. that one. That one I will not trade. I'm going to keep your no. boy Brahim Diaz, that your your little uh, lookalike action figure. Maybe if I get another goal or a nice little assist or something, maybe we can trade on that one. Nope. But Guys, make sure you go into the link in the description below. Check no one out. brings you closer to Serie A than OneFootball. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. Now let's return to the show. You know, there's sometimes that you can find a club... And they're building something, right? They're they're building a yeah. project, and you could see slight changes, or, or you could or see something in the future, yeah. and you're like, all right, you know what? We went out of the Champions League, but I know that within a year's time, we're going to be in a better position to go further. I feel like that's sort of the worst part is that it's not like they're even growing to something. They're still growing towards this plan of un unsure uncertainty. What happens with Allegri? Because I mean, he's he's got this like golden ticket. I don't know what he has. Uh, on on Agnelli, but the guy cannot criticize him for for whatever he does, and he's not going to get yeah. sacked. It's clear that he's not going to get sacked at least until the World Cup break. But the season is already basically ruined. The only thing is to just save it from being a complete disgrace and not getting top four. Which, when you look at the Serie A table, that's even more competitive than anything else. That's a concerning part, to be honest, because. A few weeks ago, we thought that Allegri would lose his job, losing to Maccabi and these terrible results just all together. But now with this loss to Benfica, it doesn't, doesn't seem like he's going anywhere. And they're, Juventus, the Juventus board are really sticking to their word on he's staying to the World Cup, whatever happens. And so much is happening. And, they're, you know, they're and I, was, I was so shocked. Because, you know, a lot of times they just say just to keep everyone quiet. But they really meant it. They're not... Allegri's not going anywhere. Even if he loses all the There's games... There's no good alternative. To that. So now it's just a, a weird, sticky situation where you got your back against a wall. Not sure. For Juventus fans' sake, you don't know if you want Juve to win games or not. Because you're not even sure if Allegri's going to go or not. So you're not sure if it's better to lose games or... In the long run, no, not no, make top not. four. Of course, it's like, not. What are the, it's not because what the whole case is. That was what we had been talking about when they. I think I was here with you when they were losing to Maccabi, Maccabi yeah. and you were like, "Oh, don't worry, uh, Allegri is gonna go." Yeah. And I was like, "Dude, the thing is, I don't think that that's actually Which true." Is crazy, yeah. And they still are not able to find an alternative. 
Um, obviously, the guy that would unite everybody is probably Zidane. And uh, I, I, I asked Henri, I put Henri on the spot, and I said, yo, can you call your boy? He said that he thinks that he's waiting for the French job. So Could that pretty much, guy? no, absolutely yeah. not. That pretty much limits all good options. And we've been through this with, with Tuchel. Yeah. I don't think Juventus will go for a coach like Thomas Tuchel. Montero promoted from the same team. But either way, this is not uh, this is not something that is even in the conversations. Juventus have an important game against Lecce in this weekend and every game from now. Um, they need to focus and they need to try to get back on track and just pray that once Keza, Pogba come back, it's, it's embarrassing to say, but they have to rely on those players to even do anything within mm. their season. Let's move on to the good. This is why to, I wanted to, the to greener, start out with To the Juventus, greener side, right? The better side of things. Yeah. The teams that made me so damn proud. And I know we said we were going to go in order, but I'm sorry, I'm mixing it up. Because Ooh. when I speak about pride, I'm talking about this team and I'm talking about Inter. Wow. Because they From Tuesday, we jump made me Wednesday. so Happy, yes. We jump in, we jump in days. We we could do whatever we want. We got a time machine. There's nobody speaking in our rear. We're good. We go for it. They made me so happy because this is an Inter side that right when they got into this group with Bayern Munich and Barcelona, everyone already counted them out. I remember when we did our predictions, I said they will get into second place and Inter beating Victoria Pilsen. They got in. No, they do. I'm so freaking happy for them. They got the job done against Barcelona in two games. They got one win and one tie, and that second tie, they deserve to even get a little bit more out of that, in my opinion. They play a good style. They've put things together. They went through a tough moment. The players backed their coach. They backed Inzaghi. They all got together. They stopped complaining. They stopped arguing, and they played football the way that they know how. And then Lukaku comes back into shape, scores a goal right off the bench, kisses the badge. This is an interside that really... Um, for all my Italian teams, I'm going to say this. For the teams in Champions League, I think that if you just avoid, if you could avoid the Man Cities and the Real Madrids and the Bayern Munichs, which I know this is this is tough, obviously, right? Uh, for Napoli, easier because they're they'll finish in first place most likely. You avoid those three. I really see Inter, Milan, and Napoli on par and beating anyone that they come across because hmm. that's it's it's more about the style. And I felt this before. The group stages, that's how I felt about Inter. I said if any Italian team had to get into this group, I wanted it to be Inter. They showed up, and I really think going forward, they can do very well in the Champions League if they avoid one of those three. Yeah, this is a big one. First of all, once you go into the knockouts, it's it's always going to be you know literally a pick of the hat of who you're going to get. So you can get lucky, you can get unlucky. It happens all the time. But you know that stuff aside, Inter played very good, very convincing win, and in... In Champions League, they've held their own very well. And without their star striker, Lukaku, Lautaro, for the most part, has been playing well for the Champions League. He's been carrying a lot of weight, a lot of pressure. For the most part, he's been delivering. Bastoni's been very good as a center-back, sending in so many balls. All guys that started bad. Yeah, They both, like mentally, I think they were just a little bit off. And Lautaro goes up. He has his his ups and downs. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And he's kind of one of those strikers, in my opinion. I really... He's streaky. When I first saw Lautaro, I didn't like him that much. Then I really grown to appreciate him because I like the fight and I like the energy. The thing is, he has his downs. And when he's down, he just keeps going there. And he Uh needs something to pop up. And then that's when he shoots. For sure. Shoots for the stars. The the good thing about this is, though, they've done pretty well without Lukaku. Now, since Lukaku came and scored a goal... 
And if you can quickly mm. gel in with the I team, I think they can really build something special over here with Inzaghi. Because we know two seasons ago how well La Lautaro-Lukaku partnership has done. And La Lautaro has grown as a player tremendously from the time that they were together two years ago. And their biggest Achilles heel, which is missing Brozovic, which in my opinion always puts Inter, always For had sure. put Inter in danger. Inzaghi created uh, Hakan to play oh. in this position, which he looks unbelievable. I mean, at times, I, I'm not... Yeah, sometimes you, better, you for, you even for, better than sometimes Brozovic. Sometimes you forget about Brozovic. He's going to have to go back hard. into his position yeah, once yeah. Brozovic comes back. But just to to have that ability to put them there, to put this player there, I think it's also a sign for Inzaghi, who, by the way, he got this Inter out of the group stage, which is not a thing that... I know we, we love Antonio Conte. He's not a perfect manager, and especially in the Champions League, that's one of the faults that you have to like kind of accept with Conte, mm -hmm. is that he doesn't have this great record, and until he proves us wrong in Europe... We kind of have that over him. Inzaghi has come in for me with the right style, always with the right attitude in these games, sometimes unlucky, but he gets him to the next round. And I think that that's one of the upgrades that we've seen with him. So very happy for him, very happy for this Inter side. And they can be dangerous. They are going to start clicking. Anyone who's counting them out, especially in Serie A, for me, they're still... They're still going all the way. Still, even though Lautaro's playing mind games and saying they lost too many points, right? Yeah, that's 100% that's <laughs> a mind game. Yeah. And how do you think that uh, the Javi watch party was during this game? How do you think it looked? They put the corks back in their champagne and all that stuff. Did they really think that Inter was going to lose to Victoria Pilsen? No, nah, I think it was more of hope and praying. But The um, funniest thing yeah. about Javi, I love Javi as a player, don't get me wrong. But my gosh, his post-match press conferences every time saying that they deserve more. Yo, you lost like every match. They got smacked how many times? Yeah. They lost to Inter. They tied. They lost and to they Bayern Munich they twice. To Inter. Yo, and every time, every time it was always, oh, we play better. We play better. I think he's just annoyed because he was there for the glory days and he's kind of holding on to the past a little bit. I don't blame, like, I'm not saying that it's his fault because I think his team is definitely, I, they put I mean, like, building something. Yeah, they, they put the pressure on him to say, like, he's going to be kind of yeah. like with Guardiola, like how Guardiola came in exactly. and he took over a team, but it was a different Barcelona side. So I'm not saying that, but. Just when I hear some of the things that he says, I'm like, all right, bro, sure. come on. Yeah, you know, no, you gotta, right. if Aslani squares that ball, adios. And, you know, people will Which say the handball. I'm but still annoyed about that. <laughs> whatever. Let's go on to Milan, another team that made us proud. Uh, they're still not officially qualified, but I really believe in their hopes, uh, in their chances for this match. Chelsea, I think that they will win um, in their return leg. They are fighting. Uh, everyone is fighting. This group was a lot tougher than I think all of us mm -hmm. thought. And this game in Dinamo Zagreb could have been a big, big, big problem because Dinamo at home is a tough team. Dinamo at home had not lost in the Champions League since 2019 against Manchester City. They have not lost. And to lose at home in the fashion that they did is uh, is really a good feat from, from Milan. Uh, Leal scored a sensational goal. Brilliant. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy for Milan again. They're in a tough moment. They had so many different players' injuries from Ayan. Uh, obviously, Ibrahimovic is, is another guy that's been injured. Their back line has been torn apart. Tomori was suspended. Uh, but they never complain. They always find solutions. And this is just another example of being able to find solutions and win games when it matters. No, for sure. And I think uh, Milan in Serie A, I, I still think they're a different beast in Serie A in Europe. But I think that's okay. because what, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Because I feel like Europe, they're still trying to build up that that European DNA that they once had. So it's not going to be as easy. In Serie A, it just it's a different it's a different league right now compared to the Champions League in terms of the quality. Just like you know, Champions League is above all. But 
it's much harder. The teams there, I feel like they they care less of the name. So I feel like you have to play even harder than you have to do in Serie A. And I feel like Milan slowly understanding that compared to last season where they bowed out of the Champions League. I don't even think they played. They played very few matches well. But overall with that, um, this season Milan has really tasted that that def those defeats from last season, I think they're really building from that. And I'm, I'm seeing a different Milan in Champions League, which is really good. And there's still one more match day that Milan have to go through. And if they end up winning at the San Siro versus uh, Salzburg, they're going to go through to the next stage, second place, which is a huge, huge game. They have all their marbles uh, in the box for that one. So it's, that's going to be a very tough one. And that one's really going to prove where they stand mentally. We know they can do in Serie A. But like I said before, Europe's a whole different beast, and I'm really excited for that game. That's gonna be San Siro's gonna be on fire. Yeah, I think that they definitely got caught last year with a lack of experience from yeah. some of the players That's in what they built Champions upon, League. I think. There's players who have not played in those kind of high pressure moments, and they haven't been able to balance it. I think for for Milan too, it's about getting out of this difficult moment mm. of having players injuries. Uh, just get to the next round because then it. I've always seen the Champions League as kind of like two tournaments. It really switches, and now more than ever with the World Cup break, that's going to stop us in November. Mm -hmm. I think that if you could get through this past this this round where a lot of our teams have struggled a little bit uh, in terms of the fitness reasons. And you could get to this end point where you're able to pick up different players in January. You're able to get uh, more time working with them. Also, certain teams are going to bene benefit. Our teams will benefit a lot, like Napoli, who don't have as many players in going the world. Even into Mi the World Milan Cup. Also. Milan as well. Milan. That's going to help them a lot, in my opinion. Sure. And maybe that could be the catalyst that actually helps an Italian team go further. But I think that the point of the three teams that actually do well before we move on to the last team is that they played the, a European brand, a European style, which... Is the opposite. Look at the one team that's out and look at the three that I know Milan's not officially qualified, but I'm saying the, the three that are likely going through, they play the right way. They play an attacking brand of football. They play with intensity. They play uh, just the way that you see some of the best teams in Europe. They have those qualities, whereas Juventus has the opposite. They're very reactive. They'll play only for a few minutes. Uh, they look to, they, they change their shape compared to the opponent that's ahead of them. So Milan's one of those teams that, yes, they didn't have all the qualities last year. Like you're saying, they struggled. But you could see the vision. You could see that going forward. Yes, For they sure. went out in the group stage. Exactly. But I was confident that this year, they were going to do what they're doing. They tasted the feed. And I, the good thing about it is you can lose whatever, whatever happens, but you must build from that. You got to learn from your mistakes. And I see that as a perfect example for Milan from last season to this season. They're actually making some noise, and they can go on to the knockouts for the first time in a long time, so I'm really excited about that. Watch and how smooth this transition is going to be. I'm already drinking my coffee because mm. I couldn't wait. I was tired. What kind of coffee is I that? needed this. It was, it was a long European week. This is Siag Coffee, and you guys know we are doing our Siag Player of the Week. Siag is our sponsor. Mm. Uh, since I already have mine, I'm going to say first who my player of the of the week for the Italians in Europe are. And then as I make your coffee. I, Why you do you have to make my you. coffee? Because I'm better at making the coffee. You're better or Juventus lost? Oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you act surprised. I honestly, I was surprised. Well, because also because you don't have one. So I was trying That's to be fair. a nice guy. That's fair. For me, I went back and forth on who I was going to choose. And I'm giving it to Lautaro Martinez of Inter. Because for me, the Lautaro has a huge upside. He has huge potential. Mm. I know we tweeted out the stats. Can you uh, can you find it with his goals compared to Milito? 
And, you know, I, I always, I choose Milito in this comparison. I know, I know people were split on this one. I choose him, but the great point about this is that he has a lot of goals for Inter at a young age. From a, from, you know, he, they signed him. This is his first real European team. He's got 21 goals and 27 assists in 196 games for Inter. 81 goals. Eight, what did I say? 21. My bad. 81 goals. See, I, I need to finish my coffee first. <laughs> Milito has 75 goals and 29 assists in 171 games. Of course, Milito did it on the big stage, scoring in the treble, uh, winning, winning them the these treble. results. But he did come in at an experience age. In his, I think he was 30, 29, 30 when he went into the team. He had already played in Italy. He joined a really good Inter side as well. And Lautaro really has had to make a name for himself. Forget about comparisons and who's better, because for me, it is Milito. The point is that Lautaro Martinez has huge growth potential for Inter, and he's got that superstar level because he he works hard, he puts his head down, he's got the skill, he needs to refine himself a little bit. He's a bull. now that the team starts to do better, and when you do link him up with Lukaku and the rest of the team is clicking, I really see him as the X factor to determine how far they could go in Europe. If there's one player, a guy that could create magic... For me, it's him. That is my Siag player of the round. Wow, Mike, that's a good one. Now, explain yeah. yours, and this is going to be a fantastic transition to the team that we're going to talk about next. Oh, boy. Mark, you took the words right out of my mouth. Mark, you did a good one with Lautaro Milito. By the way, I asked Peter this. I feel like he's still nostalgic because he did say Milito, but, uh, you know, whatever. They won the treble, so it can't. It's, it's difficult to transition from that. I understand that. But for my player of the week, I'm going to have to give it to someone that plays on Napoli. It's going to have to be Simeone. Giovanni Simeone. He got the two goals. He could have scored a couple more, so I'm a little annoyed with that. But I'm, I'm a sucker for a nice underdog story. We all know we posted about it. He has a uh, Champions League tattoo right on his wrist. So he was kissing that bad boy after he was scoring. And it was so nice. I mean, he started the game. We know Oshiman's still back and forth. But he took the chances. He grabbed the bull by the horns. And he really showed Spalletti. Listen, it was like, I can do more than come off the bench. Give me the opportunity and I can score for you. And I think he was so, so good. And there's also another stat. We're full of stats today, Marco. Here's your coffee. Oh, thank you so much. I took a cookie. Extra creamy, bro. You made it pretty decent. You've been, wait, you've been losing a lot. But that's how creamy it is. <laughs> He's gotten a lot of practice. I didn't get that joke. But oh. You didn't get the joke? Because no. you had a lot of practice because you have a mm. loss, so you make the Thanks, coffee bro. better. Got Appreciate you. you. Yeah. So back to the stats that um, we love talking about. Where is it? Probably here it is. Your stats. No, I, I've got it right here. So the stat is only two Argentinian players have scored four goals in the first four matches in the Champions League, Marco. And do you know who they are? They happen to be related also. I'm going to take a wild guess and say Diego Simeone and Giovanni Simeone. Absolutely right. First of all, how bizarre is it? First of all, Art, being an Argentinian football player, there's there's so many. There's so many good ones. And for this are stat... There? Well... Are there? What was that? Are there? Yeah. What? <laughs> I thought you were actually... And for for them to, for this to happen, both father and son to be successful... First of all, successful football players. Simone is a coach also now. It's just... It's crazy how life works sometimes, right? Your father scoring four in a row. The son scoring four in a row. Maybe we'll see them together one time. Uh, not the way Simeone is going. Not the way the dad is going because he got knocked out of Champions League. He'll he'll probably be assistant coach to whatever. Uh, <laughs> to Spalletti. To, to, yeah, they were in Spalletti. <laughs> that, that would be a good one. 
But uh, yeah, I gotta give it to Simeone. Um, he he's been he's been so good to watch. Verona, he killed it last season, and now he's getting some chances. Um, it was almost like a almost like a blessing in disguise with Osiman getting injured. Now Raspadori got a chance, Simeone got a chance, and they're both killing it. And now that Osiman's back, he's also scoring. Napoli are a unit up front, not just up front all together, but they like scoring a lot of goals. You know what I love about this kid? By three. He uh I'm a, I love a person that has a has a talent and maybe is struggling and overcomes that struggle. Mm. And he's a, a player that was bounced around a lot. Yeah, yeah. In Italy. Said, yeah, for sure. If you remember, we interviewed him with uh with Fiorentina. We have a, a video and he was he was amazing by the way. He was hilarious. Dog. He was with his dog. Yeah, remember his dog came in? No. Come on. No, that didn't happen. Yes, it did. His dog came in? His dog came in. And I forgot the dog's name. I don't remember Whatever. that. Okay. I remember going around the city with him. Anyway, he, he and you look at where Fiorentina is now. They could use a striker like him. But he's gone through these ups and downs, even at Verona. Uh, and then he broke out last year. And I, I was reading his interview that he gave. Mm-hmm. And he says that he got into meditation. And he said meditation has been something that for him, it gave him a calmness and a balance of not getting overwhelmed with all of the craziness that happens in football and he said even in life and that really helped bring him this sanity and and go into the games with a clear head because he has the talent it was always just like he would you would see him do a lot of good things and then he would kind of get in the slumps kind of like Lautaro Mm -hmm. but on a a worse level Um, so I'm really happy for him and he's the added factor for Napoli Napoli just flying on all cylinders. I mean, there's a million stats that we could say about how good the team was. Again, once again, beating Rangers. Uh, I watched the game with uh, with Napoli, the Tri-State Napoli Club mm-hmm. with Raf and Raf at Brooklyn Bridge Park. And, I mean, the happiness that they have when watching their team, is, is it's like infectious to sure. see all Contagious. of them just get excited and go crazy for their team and enjoy the style that they're playing. And it's never in doubt. That's the beautiful thing is that we just have so much confidence in the team they scored 20 goals in the group stage. No Italian team has ever done that before. Uh, they're already qualified for the next stage. They're just record after record. They won 12 straight in all competitions. Napoli had never done that in the history of their club. This is a different team, and they're doing it with players injured. They're doing it with guys off the bench. They also, in Serie A, by the way, have the most goals off the bench. I randomly found that stat today. Incredible. They're first in Serie A. They're first in Champions League. This is exactly the pride of Napoli. And Simi, uh, Spalletti, I said Simeone, Spalletti has him working like a, a well-oiled machine, and he is a leader of this team. All the players respect him. And his man management of knowing <clears throat> when to put Osimhen, when to put Simeone, and it's a difficult position because you have three really good players in fighting for that number nine, and there's a fine line between creating a healthy competition and creating jealousy and creating... Uh, you know, I'm fighting for my spot. Screw the other guy. And they don't have that. They're all like working for each other and understand that at different moments, they'll trust Spalletti to deploy whatever helps Napoli the most. So overall, they're just unbelievable. Laborca mm-hmm. just gets better as the games go on. And Kim Min Jae, honestly, for real. He's a beast, man. He looks like he looks like he's chasing down prey when he goes to defend the player. Because he is that intense and wants to win the ball. He's unbelievable. He's actually unbelievable. I want to ask you a question. You've you've been watching Calcio longer than me. So I want to ask you, have you ever seen an Italian team like Napoli to compete in Serie A and Champions League like the way they're going? No, I haven't. No, I never right? seen it's because it's also it's not about the results. I, I can't stand everyone just like writing the results yeah. down. 
Because it's, it's how they style. do it. Yeah, the style they that they're doing it, it's dominating it's performances. Yeah. It is actually insane the way that they're playing. And for me, that's a big difference. You want to say that they're going to dip. You want to say that they're going to fall off. The Napoli always falls off. It's such a lazy argument. It's a lazy sure. argument because this team is different. I think that they don't have the battle scars of the years past. They're a new team. They have the skill. They have everything at their disposal to go all the way, and they don't have fear against any team that they play. And even when they're they score one zero, they I mean they look like they look like what Juventus should have looked like when they're winning two zero. They're trying to score a third, a fourth, a fifth. For sure, it's 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 part of their character. It's part of their DNA. It's a very different team than the one last year as well. Different Napoli side. Uh, I don't care about the results and the numbers. It's the style. And the style is what makes teams. The style is what will make you go further in the end. My only fear, my only reservation is the back line. Because I do think that they are thin in the center back position. My fear is what happens if Kim did get injured. That's just my negative side coming out and just being worried. But finishing in first place, which they're playing Liverpool in the next match. I think they have to score like three goals or something. Liverpool has to score over three goals to be able to get there. I think Napoli will even go to win this match against Liverpool. Uh, anyone that they play, I really believe anyone that they play, they should have confidence that they could beat them. And I mentioned those three, which they're not going to be facing them, right? Likely mm -hmm. uh, Bayern Munich, Man City and Real Madrid. The longer that they could avoid those three, anyone else that they come across, I actually feel that confident, and to me, that says more about Napoli than even the numbers do. No, for sure. I, I just want to... This is such like a dream to me, and I just don't want it to end. I really think they can continue doing this stuff, and hopefully there's not going to be any injuries for them if they keep this up, and for the people that the players that are going to the World Cup, hopefully everything's good with that, and they continue like this in the second half of the season because there's just so much potential for this team, and I'm, I'm excited to see them. Let's go on but, to Europa League. Yeah, let's go to Europa go. League. Take over, Mike. Lazio played Mitch Diland, and they ended up winning the game 2-1 after being a goal behind, and might I add, Chido Immobile, he's been out, but Lazio are still scoring. They're managing to do it. Milinkovic-Savic, man, he always steps up when he needs to be, especially when they got their captain out. They ended up uh, coming back. Pedro getting the winner for this one. And now they sit tied on top of their group mm. with eight points, I believe. Yeah, eight points with uh, Sum Graz. And they got one more game, so they're very close to qualifying for the next round over there. So good stuff for them. Very close to qualification. And... Um, this season, I think, might, might be a little bit different. Saying the talent teams don't really care about Europa League, all this. I think they're showing a little bit more care than they did in previous years. And that's very good for coefficient points. And just to and just to be winning in Europe, Do me I a think favor. it's good. Especially Click for here. the youngsters. Click here. Yeah. Sh show me the last uh, record against them. The last time they played them. Find the scoreline in this one. They're another team in blue, Lazio, who, uh, who have impressed uh, from their style. And they give me a lot of confidence going in. Yeah. They lost, What's the score? They lost 5-1 last game. And they lost, they conceded a goal. They've conceded more goals against Michelin in two games than yeah. they did in and Serie A all, all, all season. It's different, man. This one's a fluke. It's still, yeah, the first one, the 5-1 is a fluke. But it it is different. They have a fantastic record in Serie A. But, but it's hard to balance, it it's it's hard to balance them all. And I do have a fear with Lazio, further, the further they go in Europa League, that eventually they're going to have to make a decision on how serious they take the two. You know, yes, 
once you get into the knockouts, you'll have more time to prepare. This group stage has been difficult, and the fact that they're getting this far along is a is a massive plus. It's it's a huge bonus to them. Uh, but I am scared going down the line on how they balance them off. But again, for mm -hmm. me, lots of the style, the way that Saudi has this team playing, they're breaking records for how good they are mm -hmm. in a year. And they're, again, another one that's a well-oiled machine. But same thing there. The the back line still will scare me in these matches when they have to rotate, not when they have all their starters. It's those that's rotations true. that start mm -hmm. to... I know they'll create chances. I know they'll score goals. It's if they do get an injury or if they have to rotate like they do in the Europa League, uh, how do they fix that and how do they respond and react to that? But so far, they've shown signs that, hey, they could go through and they're right on track to go through to the next round. Exactly. And coming back from a one-goal deficit is a big one. And moving on to the next one, talking about coming back from one-goal deficits, Fiorentina also. Just jumping to the conference league, huh? That's right. And well, I'm doing it by time. So they play the same time. Fiorentina played in the rules. Mike's one of those. Here, I am. <laughs> and they were losing 1 0 at the point. And someone that we criticized a lot this season, Jovic. Jovic, who wasn't scoring a lot, he ended up scoring a brace and got them the big win in Florence. So they ended up winning the goal, uh, the goal, the game 2 to 1. And Marco. I was important uh scontro diretto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Direct battle. But even even, uh, even with that, winning that game, now they're qualified to the next round. They are fighting for first place. But regardless of the result, they are through. So they can maybe chill a little bit more for the next one. And Jovic just scored, too. Yeah, exactly. He's just coming off a goal. Three so, goals in two games. So now nice. maybe Jovic is going to build a little, I don't know. Confidence. A little confidence and see if he can bring this to the Serie A. He needs I, to. Because that's what Fiorentina, Fiorentina are missing. Sake. Fiorentina have not been playing very good this season, and a lot of it has been in the final third. Their goals have not been adding up. These teams are not easy to play against. I know people not. will look at their names, but they're going out there, and they're on the world stage. Uh, yes, it's in the Conference League, but still, that's a high level. Especially for, for Fiorentina, for, for some clubs. competing in three comps. And yeah. I think that that's the, the tough thing. It's like you're going up against a team that all week is like dying and waiting for this, and Fiorentina is, again, another one in a tough moment who just came off of a... a a disappointing loss to Inter, which they didn't deserve to lose in. And it's about bouncing back and finding those moments and taking whatever you can and moving on to the next round. I always think that clubs will go through periods where they suffer. And and it's when you're when you're healthy, when the club is healthy and the team is healthy, you'll bounce back. For me, Fiorentina is a team that is healthy just because they have they're doing a lot of the right things. They're taking lots of shots. They have lots of amounts of possession. They have lots in their attacking third. They press well. They just have struggled to be able to score goals. Um, and the fact that they're getting back into that and they have a player like Jovic, he needs to step up. He needs to be the guy. You're up against a wall. This For is sure. probably the last time that he's going to get a chance. If he he went through, I know you know what happened in Germany, then what happened in Spain with Real Madrid. He's got this shot at Fiorentina. He needs to take it. If he, if he wants to become that prodigy that so many people thought he could be, whether the expectations were right or whether they were wrong... This is his last opportunity or one of the last opportunities to cement yourself and put yourself back on the path. And there's no better team that he has than Fiorentina with a coach like Italiano who puts his strikers in a position to score. So I hope it's just one of those. We're still in October. I, I, I'll be optimistic and believe that he can pull through. Especially, and the World Cup's coming through. If he wants to have a real shot and getting some real minutes for Serbia. Where's he from? Serbia? Serbia. Ew. But it depends how many Serbia's strikers a, they play. Serbia's, they have so much talent. I'm saying this right now. So Serbia talent. is my dark horse for the World Cup. That's and I show. don't know how more people are not talking about Serbia. I was actually with the Serbian Kosic, guy yesterday. Vlaovic, Milenkovic. 
Bro, uh, Milinkovic Savic. The goalkeeper, Milinkovic. The midfielder, Milinkovic Savic. And there's, that was just on the top of my head. Yeah, they're, no, they're actually a sick squad. Uh, they have the most Kovacic. Serie A players. Oh, Kovacic is Croatian, right? Yeah. Okay. They have the most Serie A players on yeah, their uh, on their them. team. I was talking to a Serbian guy yesterday, and he was telling me that with, this team has the most talent that they he can remember in, in quite some time. It'll just be about, and he said that their coach is really good. It'll be about balancing uh, the defensive side of the game. That's where he's a little bit nervous because he thinks that they'll be able to score goals. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll see a Milinkovic Savage, by the way, and Vlaovic that are going to break out in the World Cup. How do we start talking about Serbia? Oh, because you We're said Jovic. About Jovic. Yeah, I don't know if Jovic is going to get a shot. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, if he picks up some form, you never know. Sorry, let's, but let's move on, on to the, the last next team. team uh, Roma making us proud over here, beating the Finnish team, HJK, HJK Helsinki. Helsinki. Yes. What's the first thing that came into your mind when you saw Helsinki? Finland. What do you mean? Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to say, uh, I thought you were going to say it. Well, Money heist. Oh, Helsinki. Uh, you got to say with an accent. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. No, I always knew. <laughs> if you, if you, if you like Money Heist, comment down that's below. Mike you got you me just into saw it recently, so yeah. it's still a little fresh on you. Mike got me into the show, and it's but very good. I love Helsinki. <laughs> but regardless, they were playing in Helsinki today. But Roma didn't matter. They ended up winning on artificial turf, Marco. I think that counts for extra brownie points for that one. So no complaining for Mourinho because he got the job done. Tammy got a goal and then God. also an own goal to finish it. And this group is a little complicated, Marco, because Roma, let me tell you the groups, they got one more game left. They're not qualified just yet. They, they're playing Ludogorets next at the Stadio Olimpico right. in Rome. That's right. And if they end up winning, they're qualifying to the next round. Or if Ludo Goretz win, they're going to the next round. So it's gonna they're gonna be fighting for blood for that last game. So we definitely got an interesting match. Even if match. Ludo Goretz tie, right? Uh, it's gonna the be head -to -head. A, the thing is there's also qualification uh, oh, conference oh. league for the third automatic. Spots. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it is a no little, Roma at home is gonna win this. The Ludo Goretz game is a slip up, in my opinion. I think they, they can definitely pull it off the, uh, at Rome, but it's going to be a good one for sure because, you know, these teams are going to go crazy for... You get that, I love Tammy you get that Europa You get the uh, Europa League money. Tammy scoring is big. That's what they need. They need him to get yeah. back on track. I tweeted it the other day uh, about his form in the league. Last year, he uh -huh. had two goals, and I think it was two assists. This year, he's got two goals and one assist, and he had played more time, more minutes in the first season. So I know so many people have been talking about his form, and I think he's going to heat up. I really, a lot of people are judging him extremely quick. Oh, he got figured out. Mm -hmm. Oh, this or that. I don't think so. And I think the fact that he's had, he had a lot of opportunities that he missed. He had a lot of for sitters sure, that he missed. Sure. I know people take that as a negative. I actually take that as the positive. Because for me, it's like once things click and once he gets out of this period, he's going to be able to score so many goals because he's getting himself into those positions. Yes, I wish he would score more goals in the beginning, but no, I still believe in him, and I think he'll be the added factor for Roma again. That's what gives me a lot of belief with our teams. It's like, if you if you actually analyze, and if you're actually watching the games on a daily basis, and you're following the teams, and you're reading about the team news and what's happening, you know a lot of our teams have gone through tough moments. Like, besides, sure. Napoli's the only one who really didn't, right? And that's yeah. they are going with flying colors. But the fact that Roma, uh, even um, Milan... Inter, Lazio, Lazio without, without Immobile. Immobile. Even the fact that they're missing these players. And they're still managing to pick up these wins. And they're getting forward yeah. and hopefully go to the next round. Once the World Cup break comes back, I hope, especially the ones that are not losing a lot of players, they have time to work and they have time to get better. For and sure. I hope 
this World Cup could kind of be like a great equalizer because it's no secret that the Italian teams have struggled of the last years. But I think something different this year will happen. It's also, you look at La Liga, they got one team that's going in to the next round. It's true. Atletico out, Sevilla out, Barcelona, Barcelona out. out, out of Champions out. League. Out. 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 <laughs> How many times are going to scream that? It's crazy because La Liga was Where are they? for you. Out. <laughs> the thing is crazy because La Liga has been dominated for so many years, so it's kind of strange to only see one La Liga team right, go on, through. But, but now, now I'm a, you know what's gonna happen? Real Madrid is gonna end up winning anyway, and then and then that's it. It won't matter. They only need one team. But the other ones are still out. <laughs> there we go. But uh, Margo, I think we hit the nail on the head for most of the games. For the most part, pretty positive week uh, in Europe for the Six Serie A seven. teams, right? I'll take it. I think it's Juventus pretty tough. Do better. And next week. Hopefully, the other teams that we mentioned that have to get those must-win games end up going through, getting those points that they need to be, and making us all proud. Yes, guys, as always, thank you for watching. Subscribe, like, and we'll see you soon. Ciao, Ciao guys.